Welcome to the 119th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's audio podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. When Denise Cruz was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes several years ago, she was bound and determined to not let the disease ruin her life. Like many people in the African-American community, Cruz has seen friends and relatives suffer greatly from the ailment, which is the most common form of diabetes. If left untreated, Type 2 diabetes can lead to heart disease, eye problems, nerve damage, amputations, kidney failure, and, in the worst cases, death. The disease is particularly prevalent in African Americans, as well as Latino and Native American populations, and it's linked to an unhealthy diet and lack of exercise. Cruz, who's now 51, has spent the past few years walking as much as possible and eating healthy foods. She seeks out fresh whole fruits and vegetables and lean meats as much as possible. It's worked. She has lost a lot of weight and brought her blood sugar levels down to safe levels. And she's had to do all of this on a tight budget, one that got even tighter when she was recently laid off. That's why when Cruz had the opportunity to raise her own produce in the Hope Community Garden, she jumped at the chance. Hope Community is in the Phillips neighborhood of South Minneapolis. It's home to some 400 people, the majority of which are very low income. Since 2009, the Land Stewardship Project has been working with Hope Community through an initiative called Growing Neighborhood Access to Healthy Food. It's an attempt to build community power and capacity to shape a strong neighborhood-scale system that ensures reliable, affordable, and equitable access to healthy food. As part of this initiative, the Land Stewardship Project helped develop community garden plots on abandoned lots in the neighborhood. Residents like Cruz have spent the past few years learning how to grow their own produce in a small space and how this can fit with a healthier, community-based lifestyle. I recently chatted with Denise about how she was able to control her diabetes through healthy eating and exercise while living on a budget. She also talked about how gardening fits into her lifelong efforts to keep the disease in check. Denise, we were talking a little bit about back in around 2003-2004, you were diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. And you realized a couple of things right off the bat uh, about changing um, your lifestyle. And I wonder if you could just talk a little bit about some of the things that you realized you had to do and, and how you, some of the steps you took to go about changing. Uh, like you said, it, it's kind of become a lifestyle rather than just a phase in your life. You've had to kind of change a lot of things. Well, first I realized that I had to change my eating habits and um, fast food, fried foods, and had to go. And then I had to ch change my drinking style. <laughs> I had to give up the martinis. That was a good thing. Um, I don't uh, drink white liquor anymore, but uh, I still drink wine, red wines. Um, I don't eat a lot of meat right now. Um, I eat a lot of fresh foods or uh, live food, as they're called. Uh, during the winter months, I do eat frozen foods, uh, like, you know, the bird's eye uh, vegetable pack or the, uh, I try to get the most vegetables that I can get in a meal. And that helps you a lot better. Winter months are kind of bad because there's nothing fresh or alive, you know, but summertime is a great time to explore wonderful foods and uh and i lost a lot of weight from that too you, you had kind of talked about kind of some some advice you'd give somebody who is diagnosed like that right off the bat and a couple of things were like for example 
get moving right away. Uh, think, I mean, talk about some of those those areas. It, just just some simple steps, people, because it can be overwhelming at first. If you can't get a membership to a gym, uh, just start walking. Walk a mile a day, or a couple of blocks a day, and then as you go on, you get better at walking and build your energy levels up to where you can walk a longer time. Just get out and move. If you cannot join a gym. Uh, that's not an excuse not to do exercise. You can just walk. <laughs> right. Well, you also talked about if you can't afford good quality food right away, maybe at least get rid of the bad food. Yes, um, like for instance, fried foods, uh, white bread, white rice, uh, candy, sweets, chocolates. Uh, you know, those are the things that are the downfall for people with type 2 diabetes. Try to eat as much healthy food as you can, greens, potatoes, sweet potatoes are good for type 2 diabetes, uh, whole wheat pasta, um, a lot of uh, tomato-based plants uh, or foods are good. So talk a little bit about this. I mean, one of the other things that's kind of been new in your life is last year you, for the first time, you, you, you're a self-proclaimed city gal, grew up in Washington, D.C., and for the first time you gardened <laughs> and that that was because you had always when you started changing your diet and everything you had always kind of sought out fresh produce but this was a way to kind of sounds like to combine that love of good quality whole foods with exercise and and, and kind of do something in the community that way too oh yes i enjoyed gardening that was one of the most wonderful experiences that I went through to watch these plants grow and then turn around and feed me. <laughs> and the cost savings were fabulous considering that last year I was unemployed. <laughs> so I didn't spend a whole lot of money on fresh grown vegetables and uh, herbs. And talk about what all you raised in the garden, what, some of the things you learned about gardening. I raised basil, uh, chocolate mint, regular mint, uh, thyme, parsley, Italian parsley. Uh, I had tomatoes, beef tomatoes, and cherry tomatoes. I had snow peas. And at different points of the summer or the growing season, I was fed from my garden. And I just used what I could at the particular time. And it was great. It was wonderful. And... I want to do it again this year. I'm doing it again this year. <laughs> you got anything different you're going to grow this year? No. Well, uh, well, I don't know. I don't know yet. It depends on what kind of plants I can get. The, the, the one thing you had mentioned earlier was you realized pretty early in the process that this wasn't just going to be a short-term fix because you were able to bring your blood sugar down to healthy levels you know, in a relatively short amount of time. Um, and lose the weight you wanted to lose and all that. But you realize this is kind of a, sounds like a lifelong commitment. Yes, being diagnosed with type 2 diabetes uh, is a, a fight that you would have to fight for the rest of your life. It's not a easy thing to adjust to, but it's, you have to be aware of what you're doing and eating every day to uh, establish good health. So what's the biggest thing you miss about the old diet? Fried chicken, Church's chicken, Popeye's chicken, Kentucky Fried ch Chicken, biscuits, I love biscuits, homemade bread, <laughs> cakes. I mean, <laughs> cakes are phenomenal. I get a little treat every once in a while with a cupcake, but <laughs> I, I miss those type of things. Yeah. Just going back to the garden a little bit, 
One of the things you mentioned that I thought was interesting was it's not just about the, the gardening experience was so positive, not just because you were getting s- some good fresh produce and all that, but also because stuff smelled good and looked beautiful and you, you kind of could see how things changed throughout the season. That, that, that sounds like that was kind of part of just as much of the experience as eating the stuff at the end of the season. Yes, I mean, that was a great experience to witness the uh, aromas that were coming from my plants and uh, seeing them grow from little infancy seeds to this big, live, healthy plant that I wanted to eat. <laughs> For mental health, too. Yes. <laughs> For more information on LSP's work to make locally produced healthy food accessible to people of all income levels, see the number 2 2012 edition of the Land Stewardship Letter at www.landstewardshipproject.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening.